kids. Everything's going to be just fine. Now go upstairs and pack your bags. We're going to start a new life under the sea. Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more did you look in for? Under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's been Welcome, a Sherman day. Brothers, to Geek Salad episode 127. Under the Sea with Prince Ali. I swear that sounds like a Shark Week talk show. Prince Ali under the sea covered in agua. <laughs> yeah, you just hear that now. I've been hearing that all week. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over again. That's over and over and over again. That's what we get for working with him. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today we are counting down the top 20 to uh, 23. <laughs> Oh, you almost pulled it off, Andy. Songs from Disney movies. Uh, this was interesting because we actually um, put this one to like the one of those big votes, those big boy votes, where really any song, as long as it was featured in a Disney movie... Was, and Pixar. And Pixar was fair game. And we ended up with 85 songs. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank, and I know, Mike, you, you kind of went outside the thing, too. I want to thank the uh, Disney Addicts. Facebook page, which really took took this one to heart. There was a lot of stuff on there. Mm. And a lot of theme park songs, by the way. Don't get it. Um, and also, like, where did you get your... Yeah, I want to thank, um, besides all my friends, obviously, uh, I put this to the um, All Things Disney um, uh, Facebook group, which I'm an, ad- an admin of, and also the uh, Geeks Plus Gamers uh, website. Nice. And they they really helped out a lot. Why is there any music from Kingdom Hearts in here, though? Because <laughs> we said feature movies. I know that. Actually, that, that does have a good song in it, but... Yeah, okay. Nerd! All right. Shut up. So, before we uh, get going with the movie stuff, um, I gave uh, Chris a little, um, a little project for Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. And Chris writes, great topic this month regarding the top songs from Disney movies. Sheena and I had a hard time narrowing our list down, so there are so many great songs and can't wait to hear the final results, which you will soon. <laughs> As for the subject of the Cultural Corner, show quoted text. Damn you, Gmail. <laughs> As for the subject of the Cultural Corner top five, Andy suggested for me to come up with uh, top five songs at Disney parks. I had help from Gina on this one since she is the Disney expert of our family. So here is the song list I came up with in no particular order. Number five from Disney Hollywood Studios, The Great Movie Ride. Chris writes, my wife and I love this ride and the song that started out The Great Movie Ride was Hooray for Hollywood. It was definitely one of the best memories from our Disney honeymoon. Um, now, I am going to Disney next month. Actually, we are less than three weeks away from our trip. 
So, I've only watched some of the videos on this. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly if there's any actual original music or if it's just the Hooray for Hollywood. And then... No, it's just Hooray for Hollywood. Okay. All I could tell is that the video that they shot, nobody was really like, these all must have been understudies. They, no one was digging their roles. Yeah, well, I mean, on that on that ride, you sometimes get somebody that really, really stands out, and sometimes you get someone that's just kind of half-assing it. Yeah. So, number four on Chris's list, also from Disney Hollywood Studios, Muppet Vision 3D. 4D. It's 4D. It's 4D, okay. <laughs> well, technically it's called Muppet Vision 3D, but it is a 4D because they... No, they, 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 it's, it's, it was called 4D last time I was... Oh, well, it's 3D now. Wow. They took away a dimension... Oh. They did, I guess because you don't have bugs crawling under your butt. It's, it's oh. less interactive than yeah. no. animal Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Chris writes that, I know the song is only playing while you were waiting to get into the Muppet Theater, but I still count it. We all love the Muppet theme song growing up. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I had a fast pass this one because this one usually has a long wait. No, it doesn't. No. Shit! I hope but you had a fast pass for Star Tours. Huh? I hope Star you Tours, you need a fast pass did, for. Did you have a fast pass? L to the yes, okay. Joe. <laughs> Joe, I was going to say, Joe, Disney Hollywood Studios is our last day in the park. <laughs> you best your ass. It's the first thing we are doing. That is, that is, uh, the Muppet Vision is my mecca. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been in a very long time. Yeah. Well, when was the last time you went? Uh, with a friend of mine... Um, Paradise Island was still open. Okay. So yeah, I'd have to I'd have to check my my scrapbooks, but I'm gonna say probably close to ten years or so. Okay, it's been over twenty four years for me. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, been about yeah. two months for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be another uh, just over just under seven months now. Again. Yeah, <laughs> See, I now, that I, now that I have two kids, I'm going to have to do it probably within the next two years. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I love the lobby at Muppet Vision 40 oh, and yeah. everything. It's, it's just so much fun. All right. All right, next up on uh, Christmas list, number three. From the Magic Kingdom, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Yeah. Yo. This song is so catchy, it was kind of an earworm. Not as much as a small world, but of course it still got in your head a bit. <laughs> One of my favorites from Disney. Yeah. I love I love the ride. The ride is fun. The ride is really fun. The, the pirate ride? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's, a, that's a good time. But yeah. Especially when you the, you hit the dip, you don't expect it. <laughs> well, you hit the dip, and all of a sudden you are brought into this expansive area that you know is just a 200 by 200 cubic you know foot warehouse. Right. But it looks like it goes on for miles. Mm -hmm. And I have obviously I haven't been there since the Johnny Depp uh, renovation. <laughs> you haven't either, though, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Like I was the last time I was there. I was twelve years old. Okay, so then yeah. no, no for me. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, Mike. <laughs> All right, number two, also from the Magic Kingdom, the Carousel of Progress. Oh my God! Oh, God. It's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and now is the time. I prefer it's a great big beautiful tomorrow since it's a later version. And I think it's more catchy. 
is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow is just a dream away Man has a dream, and that's the start That's one that's there now Back in the year 1980, we shall have cars that fly. <laughs> Remember when we had cars that fly in 1980? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go on this thing just simply because I know how outmoded the whole thing is. It's horrible. Well, they won't close the ride because I think it's just it's just for hipsters to like point and laugh at it. So well, and, and honestly, it's a, now, they go, now they go on it for the irony. Yeah, well, it's a nice one to go on if if it's like really hot and you just want to sit that's, down for like twenty minutes. That's true. That's true. If you want to just sit, yeah. The last when I went on it, the one time I went on it, which was even longer ago than my last trip there, um, they'd updated the the last room. So that, you know, the, the oven was voice activated. And <laughs> they tried to make it so it wasn't so horribly sexist. <laughs> That's how it is now, actually. That's, it's still the same way. Yeah, except the fact that the wife programmed the computer for the, the oven and it responds to any voice command. And so it's her fault that the thing burns dinner. Right. No, no, no. They, this was the guy's fault. Still, they have an animatronic man in a suit with his wife's yeah, frilly apron trying to cook something. They're 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 suit now. But the, guy, yeah, the guy's calling out the, the scores that the kid's getting uh, on the, on the... The wife is getting on the video game. He's calling out the scores... She's the one that programmed the oven. It's responding to his voice and changing the temperature, so it's her fault. And yes. Do you know who the guy, who the uh, voice of the father figure is? John Hamm. Nope. Gene Shepard. Really? <laughs> and they do make a few, uh, you know, kind of off-the-cuff Christmas story references. Well, that'll be interesting. I'll have to not tell my wife about that. Ah. Well, as soon as she hears this episode, she'll know. Yeah, that's true. That's provided we have the episode out. Spoiler alert. Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. No, and then number one on Chris's list. Oh, here's a shock. Uh, Catherine, earworm alert. Earworm alert. Earworm alert. Grim Grinning Ghosts? Nope. nope. Wow. It's a small world. Oh, my word. Just to be clear, this list is in no particular order, Chris writes. Yeah. I'm not also not saying I totally dislike this song. It is an iconic song and will be forever associated with both Disneyland and... And Disney World. Like I said earlier, this song is a total earworm and probably won't leave your head until weeks later. But we did it all for our kids, right? God. Right? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it is, it does draw, drill into your mind and not let go, which is why they did this spoof set in the parks that they filmed commando style. Where, oh, oh yeah, that uh, horror movie, right? Yeah. Where, like, all the, once, when they get too old to be princesses anymore, <coughs> they become prostitutes. Oh, Jesus. And the robots from Small World go on, you know, are, are just, don't, don't even... I think I, I burned that off of On Demand, so I have a copy. Mm. It was on Netflix forever. I never watched it, though. Although, I, I, I do hope that um, uh, John Favreau actually does make his long-rumored uh, Magic Kingdom movie. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Well, considering John Favreau can apparently now do no wrong. Yeah. That even Marvel wants him back. <laughs> Marvel never really got rid of him. He's still a producer for uh, 
For yeah, the after, stuff. after Iron Man 2, he's like, yeah, you know what, I've had enough of you. Yeah, exactly. And they brought in Shane Black, who ended up making the most financially successful freestanding MCU movie. Yeah. Um, and that's it for Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. But I do have to ask, though, what is a man's um, breaking point of sanity when it comes to how many times you hear... It um, it's a small world. The Halfway film, through, the, the, the ride's like eight minutes long. Oh my four god, minutes, four minutes into it. My roommate, when last time I went, I was in college, and my college roommate was sitting in the car with me, and he was like, "Man, stop! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" You want to kill? You want to kill afterwards? I did not want to go on that ride. I was dragged on that ride because it is iconic, and I'm like, I'm never forgiving you. <laughs> last time I went on it, I was going through there, and I was like, "Wow, the dolls are blinking." They're learning and adapting! Kill <laughs> <laughs> them now! Yeah, I bow down before my robot overlords. <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is sadness? <laughs> now, here's a sick thing, though, because Scarlet... It, it, it never, never been to Disney. I guarantee this is the ride that she's going to want to go. Like, oh, let's do this again. Oh, please don't. <laughs> oh, child. You are young. Because <laughs> the only time we've ever taken her to amusement parks, when she finds a ride that she loves, she wants to go on it again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. I really hope it's not a small world. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. You just hope it's like hyperspace mountain or something. Yeah. All right. So, um, yes, thank you very much, Chris. So thank now... You. Before we continue with the actual list, Mike, do you want to bring up some of the songs that did not make the list? On my list, or on why don't we? Yeah, why don't we kind of do a roundtable on the songs that did not make the list? Uh, you could start after you finish chewing on your cookie, of course. Ah, gotcha. Um, I'm kind of surprised this one didn't make the list. Um, uh, Prince Ali from Aladdin. Yeah. That one's fun. Oh. I like that one. I think if there was any reason why, it's because it's such a companion piece to Friend Like Me that it's like you have to pick one or you pick the other because you might just feel like you're copying yourself. Mm. Um, on mine, uh, Baby Mine by Dump from Dumbo. Really? That didn't make the list? That did not make our list. I am shocked. That is a... Well, that was That's a lullaby for, for both of my children, actually. I wasn't sure if that one was an original or not. I put it on my honorable mention. Well, the thing was, it was just so short. I mean, it was just... Yeah. It came up on one of the, the YouTube, like, top songs clips that I watched in order to try to figure and out, really, you know, find things I'd forgotten about. Right. And that one came up, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, God! Oh, especially yeah, you, and you understand, especially as a parent, you just like it's so heart wrenching. You're like, oh yeah, oh, it tears you. I mean, I can't help but like start tearing up. Like, don't look at me, kids. Yep. Oh, look. <laughs> Daddy, you crying? No, no. just a uh, man tears. No, it, honestly, this is one of these songs that if the Walt Disney production company just burned down in a horrible fire in like 1960. This song would be forever linked with, like, uh, When You Wish Upon a Star and some of the other, like, you know, the big, the upper echelon of songs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Catherine. Um, I'm going to do two because they were short. He's a Tramp and the Siamese Cat Song from Lady and the Tramp. Yep. Mm. The same, yeah, the Siamese Cat Song, I'm surprised they didn't make it either. Yeah, both, both, both that, of them. That song's horribly racist, by the way, but... Both are oh, mean, and Zippity Doo, that isn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, that didn't make the list either, I though. He, he's a Tramp is actually really good. That's Peggy Lee, right? Yeah. yeah. Both, both of them are Peggy Lee. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to... 
do them both because it's the same performer. Yeah. Yeah. Joe. For me, it was can you can you feel the love tonight? That, no, that has no, 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 on the no, lit. No, it, oh, it did make the yeah, it did make the big cut. That's right. Sorry, we just had yeah, this conversation. Not it's yeah. not in the top twenty-two. No, that was on my list as well, though. I mean, that that was number one on my list. That's that's my favorite from the Land King, actually. Yes, yes, I'm it gonna... is. If I had to venture a guess, why it's because the movie version is way better than the Elton John version. Oh, hell yeah! But I think they get confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Oof. Mike, what do you got? Um, eye to Eye from the Goofy movie. Yeah, you're not the only person to bring that one up, no. too, for your <laughs> 90s kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will go to a Powerline concert any day, thank you very much. Okay. okay. <laughs> Actually, I watched this really interesting video from Nostalgia Critic about um, back when Disney, uh, Goofy used to be a badass. If you ever go back and you watch the old Goofy cartoons... Oh, man, the the, uh, the sports ones. The how-tos. I love the, oh, I love the sports. The I love the how-to ones. I love the exercise ones. Yeah. My favorite oh, one. How, so how to drive was my favorite one. Yeah. How to quit smoking. How to quit smoking, yep. Um, yeah, and they actually did a new one. And if you have Netflix, the um, oh, did you the, the one the shorts collection, how to set up your home theater. Yes. <laughs> it, oh, it was it's, oh, it's awesome. Wait, oh, wait, wait, I, gotta, I gotta watch that. This cat, this Goofy is just a stark difference between like the Mickey Mouse Club Goofy. Yeah. Gorsh. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, 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 old, old Goofy. Yeah, okay, another one on my list, Le Poisson from Little Mermaid. Okay, that's well, You're not the only one to make that one as well. Yeah, I think that it will, it's just, it's such a fun song to sing. That was René Abajournois, right? Yes. <laughs> I that, don't know, I, I still think his best animated role was in um, uh, Last Unicorn. Oh, yeah. He just did everything. Yes, he did. Catherine, you got any others on yours? I have a bunch. A lot of the stuff yeah. I've chosen. Yeah, I, 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 I only one. had a few. Um, my number two song was, of course, Man or Muppet. Yeah. From the Muppets, which has a giant Disney logo on it, so it counts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was tough for me because it was almost like it's not original Disney prop property. It's the Muppets. They just are owned by Disney. They've been but... owned by Disney since the 80s. I prefer Life's a Happy, Happy Song from that me one. Me too. Right? I, I, I like Man or Muppet because sometimes I wonder. Well, and, well Man or Muppet <laughs> also... Yeah, Life's a Happy Song is really fun. Is the only Muppet movie... Um, the, the that song is the only Muppet movie song to ever win an Oscar, and it won it for Brett uh, Brett McKenzie from uh, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, Man or Muppet, which is even better. Right. And, so uh, well, I'm cool with that. Yeah, and then of course the fun one at the end, Menominee, does not count because that is not a, right. It wasn't, it wasn't you know done under the Disney right. You know these people were got Disney paychecks for writing these songs. Mm. Joe, what else you got, Joe? Joe? For me, uh, and I'm surprised no Winnie the Pooh song made it onto the list. Yeah, you had the. Uh, I had a little black rain cloud. That was not everybody. Everybody. When so many people people think of Winnie the Pooh songs, they think of Tigger. Yeah. You know. Uh, we or the Winnie the Pooh. Actually, that, the a little black rain cloud. I'm surprised it not made because the Winnie the Pooh theme song just barely did not make the list. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, I I love that song just one because. That's the lullaby for Sophia. Yeah. And when we were driving to uh, Virginia when she was like two, two or three years old, we drove at night so she'd sleep, but she wouldn't fall asleep. So we kept singing, I'm just a little black rain cloud. <laughs> by about four, four, by, showers, by get this song out of my fucking head. Yeah, by about four or five a.m., we're like, just a little black 
Gregory, Gregory! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Mike, any others? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A few. Uh, most of mine didn't make that, but... Um, I See the Light from Tangled. Oh, yes. oh yeah. yeah. That's another one. I that's... love that song. I really do. I was, when I'm doing my crash course, now I see the light, and for the first time in forever, I'm like, that's the same Same too. song, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, when I, when I watched it, I was like, I couldn't believe that Zachary Levi has that good of a voice, singing voice. Yeah, I know. Many more I knew, because, I mean, she's a professional singer, but Zachary Le- Levi? Yeah. All right. Levy or Le- Levi? I think it's Levy. I think it's Levy. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. I'll, I'll check my Chuck commentary and get back to you. All right. <laughs> um, on mine, I got Gaston from Beauty and the oh, Beast. That's yeah. What a great song. I, oh, my God, I love that song. At, at, at D23, they, they, you know, they were showing, like, in, um, they didn't have any footage from um, the Beauty and the Beast live action movie that they're yep. making. But they did have, like, you know, they had, uh, you know, special video messages from... Um, Emma, Emma Watson. Yeah. And then they had a, a video message from uh, uh, Josh Gad and Luke uh, and Luke Evans. Yeah. And they actually sang like a couple lines from Gaston. <laughs> I cannot wait to see, hear that in the movie. And every last inch of me covered in hair. <laughs> That's a, that is one of those things. Gaston at the parks, I guess, is now like the soccer mom, like hot guy. <laughs> It's like you graduated from the fairy tale, and now you're like, okay, I'm getting into the real world. That guy is actually smoking hot. <laughs> he's also incredibly funny. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, will challenge pe- he will challenge people and stuff like that. Yeah, man. he takes really? that role to heart. Yeah, you apparently really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, Joe was singing that one around our house. Yeah. Um, I use antlers and all of my decorating. <laughs> now that I'm grown, I eat five dozen eggs, so I'm roughly the size of a bunch. <laughs> You got any others, Catherine? Uh, that's How You Know from Enchanted. Another mm-hmm. live yeah. that also has a giant Disney logo on it and is a great send-up of Disney princess movies. Honestly, I am amazed. And I think I think I read something about just Amy Adams' people could not or would not sign off on the likeness rights. Because oh. she should have been part of that, that princess line. Right. And there was just something about the fact that they actually used a live-action actress. That, uh, that it was all too put the kibosh on that. Yeah, I think I think Jonna really likes that song too. It's a good yeah. That's a that's a really fun song, and I love you know it's and it doesn't start out traditional princess song because she bumps into some Jamaican steel drummers first. Yep. So mm. it's got that bit of a beat to it, and I love you know in the movie Patrick Dempsey's just like what's going on? Why does everybody else know the words and the steps? <laughs> 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 all right. Joe, what do you got? Um, best of Friends from the Fox and the Hound. Oh, God. I, I'm, having, I'm having a moral quandary as to whether or not I actually show that movie to Scarlett. Uh, I, saw, I first saw yeah, it when I was like six, seven years old. Yeah. And that was yeah. an emotional wreck. But oh, yeah. The problem part. is, it's also, not, it's also my favorite Disney movie. It I, is. It is. It is my, number, my number one Disney animated movie, and every time I watch it, and I still get emotional. You know, the, you know the underlying message of that movie is, though? What? The races can't mix. Yeah, well, that's why I cry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's okay, Joe. You're progressive at heart. <laughs> Mike? Um, reflection from Mulan. Okay. That was on my honorable mention list. That is a good song. Yeah, it was... Um, I mean, you got the, the singing voice from uh, Jasmine, so, you, you know, you, you're already ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's just a great one of, you know, showing how she's 
you know, she's conflicted about who she's supposed to be. The thing with Mulan is, is that one of the reasons why that song didn't make the list is Mulan is one of, it's in that forgotten era of Disney animated Which movies. Which is too bad because it actually really is a good movie. It, I mean, it is a good movie. Mulan, Mulan came out after Lion King, though. It came out after the resurgence. It Disney came Resurgents. out, yeah, it came out after the resurgence, but it also had the, the bad misfortune of coming out after Hunchback. Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's the thing. True. Lion King, Pocahontas, which was the cooler, they, they like that was the cooling period, Hunchback, Hercules, which was kind of a step up, down to Mulan, and then Tarzan. Tarzan. Yeah. So, that was just that weird time when you knew, and, and in Pixar at that point, it already picked up steam. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what do I have on mine? Oh, from Frozen, In Summer. Oh, that's fun. This is a great song. It's a fun little song. It is. It's a great Josh Gad ditty. Catherine, you got any any others? Winter's a wonderful time to stand and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a happy happy snowman! Um... How about Belle Little Town from Beauty and the Beast? It is just such a classic musical mm, number right. to yeah. introduce you to where you are. It's it's above it's a it was started at the point where they started going above just, you know uh, cartoon it, it, songs into you know what, let's just pretend this is a real show. It, it's well, a Broadway musical yeah. number. Yeah. Because it like, it can it just like brings in all the different conversations and they're all form a part of the whole right. song. Yeah. I need that's, six eggs that's, that's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually how I respond to things when I'm paying bills. That's too expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Joe? Now, the one I'm surprised to make is Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah. Oh, God. It's it's just such a catchy little tune. It's like, you know, Cinderella, Cinderella. My first week... I had trouble getting that, not not picking that as one of my top. Mm. My first week at Suncoast was when the movie Cinderella came out on VHS. Uh. So I heard that song... All day, every day, eight to ten hour shifts a day for a fucking week. So it's not on the list because he would kill us otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I got for the first time in forever from Frozen. Yeah. Again, just like um, the song from. That's actually my favorite song from this from this movie. I mean, it's just it, it's just you know well, it, it tells it's both so, their stories exactly, yeah. and it's so hopeful. It's so. It's happy. But uh, other song just dominated. Well, dominated yeah. every other that, song. That other song we will get to later. Yeah. Much yeah. later. All right. Um, but it's like Anna's Hope and Elsa's Terror. Yeah. I only got one left on here that wasn't on the list. Wilt Sam in Love from Hercules. That's a good song. That is good. That's, That's a yeah. fun really little song. I've never understood the, the, the decision to make the muses into a 50s doo-wop group. It worked. I felt it worked. What else are they going to do? It worked. I think they could have done it without them. I think they could have had the just background vocals, but, you know, whatever. Still a fun song. Oh, they could have done, you know, or they could have done something like, um, like the uh, Supremes. Uh. Well, that's, that's essentially the same. Yeah. May as well be. Same-ish. Same-ish, yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, Catherine? How about uh, Be Prepared from the Lion That's King? on the list. Oh, it is on the list? Surprisingly on the list, yeah. It, not, it made the list, okay. Well, in that yep. case, um, how about um, It's Good to Be a Cat from Aristocats? Everybody wants to be a cat. Everybody, Everybody wants, wants to, to be, be a cat. Yep, good song up until the horrifically racist part with the Chinese cat. I'm sensing a, 
the theme here. Ching chong ding dong. <laughs> I don't I don't remember that. I just you know whenever I was playing you know cartoon and, uh, and Disney playlists on Second Life, people were like, I want to yeah. hear everybody wants to be a cat. Okay. Yeah. No, the uh, the guy who does the voice of Tigger played the voice of you know the oh. vaguely Asian stereotype cat playing the piano with chopsticks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. Yeah, that's not racist. Those cats love grape soda. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice jazzy tune. It was a fun song. Yeah. Uh, Joe? Um, Son of Man from Tarzan. Oh, yeah. Mm. Surprised that they're not the list. There are exactly like four songs in all of Tarzan, too, so... Well, the, the the problem is it's Phil Collins. Yeah, they all tend to sound sound the same. Yeah, yeah. but out of the all the all, all the sameness, the Son of Man, I thought sounded kind of yeah, kind of kind of like Two Worlds. Two Worlds is pretty good too. And Mike, do you have any others? Because oh, I'm done. No, I've got more. Um, Jesus! All right. Uh, Just take like your your last two. We got to move on. Okay. Uh, Candle on the Water from Peace Dragon. I love that song. I hate Peace Dragon with every fiber of my I don't care if you hate that that movie. The song is so yeah. Go ahead. The song is phenomenal. I mean, Helen Reddy does uh, belts that out to with like no one's business, and she does a great job with it. That kid is tone deaf. I was gonna say I I I don't listen to that kid. I listen to this song. I take it you're not looking forward to the uh, remake. No, exactly, because you know it's gonna be like Daenerys Targaryen's dragons too. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually they, uh, they showed a picture of it and. And take me with it. It looks like a. He looks like a. Yeah, he, he looks like a giant dog type thing. Yeah, exactly. Just saying, that kid was tone deaf. Well, I listened to Helen Reddy, not the kid. Jeez, pick your songs, man. Any others yet? Uh, one more. One I more. Pick one more. Jeez, bend my arm, why don't you? Sorry, we're almost a half hour in, guys. Yeah, so we gotta. All right, I'm. I'm gonna go with that one that I. I'm the only one that that voted for this one, but look through my eyes from Brother Bear. I have Ooh. never seen Brother Bear. I've never seen Brother never Bear seen either. Brother Bear. But out of all Phil Collins songs, that was actually my favorite because I think it's a lot. Wow, Phil Collins actually did two Disney soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. Although but he didn't win an Oscar for the other one. He, so. he wasn't as happy with Brother Bear because he felt that Disney was taking too much control away from him. It's Disney. It's Disney. <laughs> I think they've earned the right. It's Disney, stupid. <laughs> Catherine, you get any others? Nope. Joe. I got two more, and they're from both from the uh, the Princess and the Frog. First one's uh, Mabel Evangeline. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the uh, other one is gonna gonna take you there. Hmm. Okay. Can I bring up just one more? Sure. Super Califragilisticexpialidocious. How did that not make this list? I, I don't, don't know. know. Mainly because there's another I'm song on here. I really voted for that song actually. That's astounding. Yeah. I, I think everyone who was just blown away by the other song that they yeah. on the list. Now, there is one other song that I just want to bring up real quick. It wasn't on my list, but I just feel it needs mentioning because no one else is going to talk about this movie. Uh, the King Cusco song from The Emperor's New Groove. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's like that Tom, that Tom Jones riff. Yep. It's just, it's just a fun way to introduce the character. That's, that's, a, that's a very underrated movie. That is a really underrated that's movie. A really I'm fun, surprised you didn't go movie. with the uh, the Sting song from that movie. Yeah, it's not as good. Oh, uh, dude, have you ever seen that that behind the scenes documentary on that one? On Emperor's uh, Emperor's New, New Groove. Yeah. No. Oh, it, it it's not. It was never made available, but you can find a work print 
online. I'll, okay. I'll, I, I've downloaded it. I'll let you borrow it. It's, it's called, um, I think it's called In the Sandbox or something. Because it, it was it was filmed by, it was just like handheld cam filmed by Sting's wife. Oh, okay. And it showed how they, you know, what they started off as, um, you know, I forget what the original title for the movie was. Right. And how, like, the studio executives came in and changed the whole thing and made it into Emperor's New Groove. Whatever. It was a fine movie. It was a funny movie. And one of the few uh, full-length Disney animated on Netflix, so. All right, so we're ready to hit this list in earnest? Yeah. All right. So, um, this was originally going to be a top 20 list, but due to some... Lots of tie break. There was a lot of ties on this list. We decided to cut it off. At the highest vote beyond 20, uh, which will bring us to actually 23 songs. Yep. 23 I still songs. listed 22 here. Yeah. What's number 23? 23 is. Shall, I, shall we start? Yeah, off? go ahead. 23 is I've Got a Dream from Tangled. Okay, I've got that as, as uh, number 22, but. Because way down deep inside, I've got a dream. I've got a dream. I've got a dream. And I know one day romance will reign supreme. My face leaves people screaming There's a child behind it dreaming Like everybody else, I've got a dream It doesn't matter, okay Tangled, which if Now, let me ask you guys Have you guys, have you guys watched this season of uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt yet? No Oh, so many diff- Disney references <laughs> uh, We're talking about Tangled Tina Fey's character was like Oh, you mean the, the movie, the story about The uh, woman whose blonde hair is cut Loses all his magic and then turns brown? <laughs> she was supposed to be brown haired in the first place. We know that. We did. It's, 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 it's the gag hair. about how, you know, blonde, blonde straight haired girls are going to get everything in life, and brunette, curly haired women just have no place. Yeah, my wife goes through the same thing, Catherine. So. <laughs> I don't have curly hair, but. You don't have curly hair, but you have dark hair. She's yes. got dark and curly hair. So, um, I've Got a Dream is such a fun little bar tune. Oh, I love that yeah, one. Oh, wait, no, you're right. It is 22. I told you. Yeah, number one is the song slash number four. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Google Sheets! Damn you not being able to read a sheet. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm looking at the bottom. It's on. I don't on, find it on. All right. Everybody works in an office makes that mistake, right? All right. Not anymore. All right, yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I mean, Brad Garrett, um, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, there's a lot of voices in that in that movie that I didn't realize were in that movie. Yeah. yeah you can tell Brad Garrett, because you can always tell Brad Garrett's voice. Yeah. But you, Jeffrey Tambor does a pretty good job of disguising his voice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun comedy tune of all these big, tough guys who, you know... Have real uncharacteristic hobbies and yeah. wants and desires. I kind of want to collect um, little tiny uh, porcelain unicorns now. <laughs> <laughs> Tangled is, I think, my daughter's introduction to Disney princesses. I think, for the most part, most girls who came up prior to Frozen, this was their movie. I think Tangled uh, um, went off for, for Sophia was uh, The Princess and the Frog. Okay. I think Tangled went under the radar for a lot of people, but when you actually go back and watch it, it's actually surprisingly good. I saw yeah. it in theaters and I loved it. It's a very good movie. I loaned it to our co-worker, Liz, who up until recently had only seen like three Disney movies and her favorite Disney movie mm-hmm. was Mulan. 
So I was like, I need to step in now. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with Mulan. No, I understand that. It's just, it's, is it anybody's real favorite movie? It's like walnuts, you know. The walnuts is nobody's favorite nut. But you always eat them because they're there. They're fun. You're not fun. Walnuts aren't fun at all. Hush <laughs> you. All right. But, yeah. People over-obsessed with Japanese culture love Mulan. Chinese That's culture. Chinese. Yeah, well, they get it screwed up, too. Exactly. <laughs> Jerks. Um, and it's also the pre-donkey voice of Eddie Murphy. It's been a, such a long time since Raw. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. I mean, not much to say about this one other than it's a fun little song. Yeah. Yep. I, I definitely felt it deserved a place on the list. Yeah. All right, so twenty one, number twenty one, the heartbreaker, heart wrenching, heart wrenching. God damn you, Sarah McLaughlin, from Toy Story two, when she loved me. When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Every hour we spent together lives within my heart. And when she was sad, I was there to dry her tears. Whoa. Now, I mean, if, she, if she's not singing about being in the arms of the angels, it's this song. Wa- well, yeah, watching beat up dogs and cats. Yeah, now it's this one. Yeah. And the funny thing is, too, it's not so much what she's singing, it's the music that's playing under it. That sad piano. Oh, my God. That's what gets me more than the actual lyrics to this. Combine that with the animation that they're showing. Right, exactly. Yeah, when you're, when you're, seeing, when you're seeing it on screen, mm. you're like, oh, poor Jesse. <laughs> now, you guys know the theory, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that Jesse's that was Andy's mother. O- owner was Andy's mom. Right. Yeah. You don't, go, you don't buy that one? Yeah, I, I see why everybody wants to go for it, but I don't buy it. No, she looks it. very, very similar. I buy it. So do all the characters in the Toy Story mm. movies. All the humans look alike. And none of them look vaguely human. That's very humanist of you. (laughs) (laughs) It is... I love grapes. (laughs) It is... I mean, it is the most memorable part of Toy Story 2. Yeah. Yeah. God, that song. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, that that and uh, the very end where Barbie turns to, to Pete and says... You're gonna love her. She's an artist. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sticky Pete. <laughs> Pete. All right. All right. So number twenty on this list from Mulan. Yeah. Well, you guys want to take this one? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll make a man out of you. Yep, yeah. from Mulan. That is a really fun song. It's a fun song, but singing it with a lisp makes takes it in an entirely different direction. <laughs> Let's get down to business <laughs> as we beat the Huns. <laughs> Mr. Make, I'll make, make a, a man, man out of you. you. I heard this song back when Autumn and I were dating. Um, the Emerson College radio station, which we can amazingly get out in this area, had this thing on Saturday and Sunday nights called the Playground, 
where essentially it was just nothing but kids' songs that kids would call on a request. So it was this constant loop of the same 20 songs over and over and over again. And this was one of them. <laughs> and I hadn't seen Mulan yet. Ottoman, I think, had seen it once. And we're just driving, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> hey, it's Donny Osmond singing, so... It is Donny Osmond singing. Still. <laughs> I, I, I actually really... I actually... Uh, I kind of like this song a little bit more than Reflection. All right. I mean, I love Reflection, don't get me wrong, but this one has just got that little extra... Fun factor to it. I don't know. Well, it's got that. It's got your nice training montage. Yeah. Which every movie needs a training <laughs> montage. And then there's that end, that bit at the end of the song, which sounds like it's the definitive act, end of act one, quarrel number. Is. Everyone stops the action that they're doing. Everyone faces directly forward to the audience, and then sings that last part of the song. <laughs> like the heart of a raging river. And all and everyone's got like an intense look on their face when they're singing it too. Raging fire. Raging fire. Sorry. Philistine. <laughs> oh boy. You elementist. <laughs> Thinking that fire and rivers look the same. I love creativity. <laughs> Alright. All right. Joe, you wanna take number nineteen, number sir? Number nineteen. Colors of the wind from Pocahontas. Oh boy. I can't the White Guilt song. I can't really speak to it because I, I never watched Pocahontas. So no, you no. never seen. I saw it the once. It was pretty lousy, but I do like this song. <laughs> they they were doing a very experimental animation for that one. Yeah, it was a different animation style, and I kind of like that. Um, it was a departure in terms of the songwriter too. This is Stephen Schwartz, who yeah. um, mainly was a, he was a Broadway writer. And this is the first. This is um, they just moved away from the Alan Menken stuff. They had um, Tim Rice and Elton John do Lion King, and then they brought Stephen Schwartz in, who's known for, like, more experimental musicals like Pippin. He did Wicked. Yeah. So this is his thing. The problem... I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, it's very similar to some of the songs from Wicked. The problem with this song, other than the fact it should just be, you know, Colors of the Wind, parentheses, white guilt, please, <laughs> uh, and parentheses... <laughs> Is that this movie had such a heavy Burger King tie-in when it came out? Yeah. And this song had a heavy Burger King tie-in along with everything. I it's hard to take a movie that is all about preserving the Earth, you white devil, <laughs> um, or as they call him, Kimmy Schmidt, white idiot, and um, take this seriously when it's like all I could think of are like Whopper rappers, like blowing in the breeze. <laughs> I, I actually like the falling leaves. We still have a couple of the uh, Pocahontas glasses. Oh my god! I mean, most of the decals have been completely worn off of them. Yeah. Yep. Oh my you god! Kind of make out a couple of them. Not to mention the fact when I was working uh, for Suncoast, there was a Burger King directly above us oh during god. this time period. So the smell of whoppers and broiling meat—that <laughs> unmistakable. If you've worked there, you know Burger King smell yep. coming in and being like. Oh my god, I haven't eaten anything all day and I, I got a 
poop. I, I like Burger King poop real bad now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Osmosis. Oh, yeah, seriously, it is. Oh, God. Shall we move on? Yes. I don't know, or we could talk about more white guilt things. Which is <laughs> ironic, because Mel Gibson is the lead in this movie! <laughs> <laughs> on, Mike. I know you want to talk about oh, this Oh, you know, one. I like the Native Americans bailing the Jews. Well, I'm just glad I'm just glad that he did, uh, John Smith didn't refer to Pocahontas as sugar tits any time. <laughs> <in the house. laughs> right, and I just thank Christ that none of the animals talked. The tree talked, yeah, but none of the animals, animals did. Yeah. Right. we got to keep it grounded. <laughs> 18. Oh, one of my all-time favorite songs. Why should I worry from Oliver and Company? The movie that has the distinction of being the last unknown Disney movie before uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. was the last. This was the last quote unquote failure. When 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 it came up on one of the YouTube playlists I watched, I was like, I forgot how much I love this song. Mm. I came out of the movie theater dancing and singing oh, yeah. and everything. I love this song. Hey, hey you can't go wrong, no. Billy Joel. I was gonna say Billy. Jo- this is a Billy Joel oh, yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That was the only thing sung yeah. in the entire movie. Was... That, that would explain why it's one of John Luther's favorite movies. I remember... Oh, God, you're right! And I remember when we were kids in high school, he loved this movie. And we're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, it's because it's Billy Joel. Okay. All right, well, that makes That sense. explains... All right. That explains half of it. <laughs> it's a fun, jaunty, fun song. I've never seen this movie. I've, I've right. never seen the movie either, but the song I love. I saw it in theaters... Oh, yeah? um, so quite a while ago, I remember this song, and I remember the song and my own trying to choreograph it more than I remember the movie. <laughs> Cheech Marin voices a Chihuahua. No shit. No way. <laughs> right. It's back when they realized, you know, we That's could that probably get him to do something other than Mexican. Wasn't Bette Midler a poodle? Yes. French poodle in that one. Yeah. 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 Well then. There's typecasting for you. Oh yeah, it was it was typecast all the way. Yeah, but it was so darn fun. God, it was that that mid to late '80s like rung of of forgettable Disney movies though. But other than the song and the fact that this is based on Oliver Twist. Yeah. And the fact that I don't you know you saw the movie. Yeah. No. And no, you haven't. No. You haven't, and I haven't. Actually, actually, another song on um, from this movie almost made my list. Yeah. Good company. Oh, okay. Yeah. I again. I I, I'm sh- I like had the tape of the soundtrack. I don't remember it, but I'm sure if you played a clip, it, you that, will. It, it, it's she's gonna kill you, Joe. By I the know. way, Joe is playing with our cat Chosette, who is trying to become the next uh, a podcast cat. She's a dick. <laughs> She'll tear your face off. She's got that look. No, good company is just like the little girl singing to Oliver. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's just like a you know, slow, quiet little song. Just a little girl singing yeah. to a piano. Yeah. It's a charming little song. Yeah. It's... All right. So, next up, number 17, 
which is one of my personal uh, favorites. Oh, yeah, it's yep. From Hercules, Go the Distance. I am on my way. I can go the distance. I don't care how far. Somehow I'll be strong. I know every mile will be worth my while. I would go most anywhere to find where I belong. This is on my list. <laughs> this is a Folger song if there ever was one. A what? A Folger song oh. if there ever was one. I mean, again, this is a Suncoast story. Surprise, surprise. When this was on, and every time Go the Distance would go on, especially the Michael Bolton end credit version of this song, yeah. Steve would just be like, The best part of waking up, Folger's in your cup. I gotta say though, I love oh, the, I love the, this the, song. the in movie version of this song is awesome. I mean the story. I mean <laughs> the, the story behind the song is fantastic as well. Yeah, I mean it, Hercules is such an underrated it really gem. Is. Yeah, because yeah. I mean it 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 looks different than most Disney movies. I mean it, it follows the same type of blueprint as a regular Disney movie. You got your celebrity voices, you have your fun songs, and you have a lot of like little in-jokes. But the art style in this movie is way different than anything else. They... Uh, it wasn't and, 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 the James, and, and, and James Wood as Hades. Well, oh, he, 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 he loves yeah. that movie. He loves that role so much that any time they're like, hey, we're doing a video game. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that was also... Wasn't that the first, like, animated film that Disney did that they tried to use CGI mixing? The- no, oh, no. No. No, no, no. That was um, Beauty and the Beast. There were oh, others that had ball, elements, ball, smaller yeah. elements, yeah. but yeah, the ballroom in Beauty and the Beast is the first prime example of them integrating. Um, there was a little bit in Aladdin. Oh, wait a second. Lion King came up before Beauty and the Beast, right? After. After? Yeah. Yeah, that was right in the Beauty and the Beast high. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it, was, it was after Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin, Aladdin right. also used some very bad-looking CG, by the way. But I mean, everyone. When you think about that, and you, the when you think about the CG in that movie, the battle with the Hydra, that was yeah. that was very well done. Yeah. But the I mean, the song itself is it, it it's an, it's a testament to the entire movie. Yeah. So I love it. And I, um, one of my favorite YouTube artists who does everything acapella, like all the vo- all the sounds in that you hear, it's done by his voice. He actually as his most recent video. Is a version of Go the Distance. And he does a really great job of it too. Yeah. Peter Hollins, by the way. All right, Catherine, you want to take the next one? All right, coming up in number sixteen, it's Hakuna Matata from The Lion King. Ooh. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no passing praise. It means no. I'm surprised this wasn't higher up on the list. I am, too, considering what is higher on the list in terms of the Lion King when you get well, like, super high on the list. They both have the same amount of votes, so this was just... No, no, this is... You're talking, oh, you're talking oh. Circle of Life. Oh, okay. Sure we'll just because I think that one was such... I think that one's a more iconic song. This song... It, 
Hakuna Matata is one of the few songs in The Lion King that can be removed completely out of context and still stand alone, uh, stand on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has nothing to do with the plot, really has nothing to do with the plot. No, it's your happy mid-tempo number after yep. everything has been horrible. Plus, yeah. plus it's also your uh, your time-passing montage bit song. Yep. Right, exactly. It's like a training montage. Yeah. But yeah, this is your act two. This is this is your opening act two. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what this is. Yeah. This always got stuck in my head during certain lunch days at Cybase when they were serving <laughs> chicken piccata. <laughs> Every time now this is the kind of song too, because that, that scene when they do the little bridge where they're showing um Simba getting bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they do the little thing with their heads. When we're driving in the car and that part comes on in sync, me, Autumn, and Scarlett, Jamie is still a little too young to figure this out. Yeah, we all do the little head bob thing. <laughs> up and down and up and down. <laughs> it's, is, I mean, this is a great song. Yeah. It's, it's just a fun all-around song. Right. So, uh, Joe, do you want to take 15? Yep. Because it's 15. from the same movie. Yeah, it's uh, Be Prepared. I am shocked. I'm shocked that made the list. I am yeah. shocked that this one, out of all the songs, made the list. Just over, over. Uh, uh, can you feel love? Yeah. I mean, this is a great song, but it's not my favorite from the from the song from the movie. You know what the funny thing to me, it's it's really a forgettable song. Until I saw it on the list, I didn't even think about it. Right, right, because yeah. there are so there's so many good songs. It it came up, you know, in one of the, the clips I watched on YouTube, and I remembered that my brother was terrified of Scar. Yeah. He was 17, and he was—he thought Scar was the scariest thing. God, your brother was a pussy. Jesus. <laughs> he might have been really high on pot. There, oh, there we go. Yeah. There's the answer. When all else fails, <laughs> and stoned. <laughs> he was stoned, and he saw the be prepared part of the movie, and he was like, oh, God, Nazi hyenas. I do kind of say, though, I mean, I'm so, I mean, Jimmy Irons has got a good voice. He's got a great yeah, voice. voice. Got a but great I'll, I'll tell you one thing about this song, though. There is one line and the way it's delivered in this song that if anybody questions Scar's sexuality, <laughs> question no more. For sensational news. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> really, Andy? Yeah, well, there's uh, going to be no... Uh, I'm a ruiner. <laughs> I'm a ruiner, and I will ruin things. <laughs> the line, yeah, the royal line stops with him. <laughs> yeah, he, may, I guess, I mean, I never watched the, uh, the directed DVD. Lion oh, King oh movies. Yeah, I guess he did have a son or something like that. He yeah. had a, um, no, he had a daughter who was with Kathleen Turner. Now, as, as, a bit of, as, as a bit of a, uh, an aside, when I was researching, like, Disney songs and everything for this list, I was surprised at how many songs from Lion King 2 made it onto, like, people's, like, BuzzFeed's lists, and... They should be disqualified. If it's a direct-to-video... Oh, hey, look, there's something from Aladdin 3 on there. No, it's not on my list. 
Doesn't no, these, count, sorry. Yeah, these were all in feature films, films only. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that tenuous grasp between, well, it could have been released live action. No, it couldn't have. No. Toy Story 2 was the only direct-to-DVD, direct-to-video thing that made it in the movie theater. Because no, they saw no. Promise in Planes. It. Oh, yeah, you're right. But does anybody truly count planes? <laughs> my, son, my son does. All right. He's, 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 he's four, yeah, so... He, yeah, he ordered 300 Part 2, didn't he? Yes, he did. Oh, Jesus. And his Divergent series. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, well, it's, it's only because he really just thinks that Ava Green does have a magnificent rack. <laughs> um, <laughs> which he is not wrong about. He's not I wrong about. I thought it well. <laughs> TJ, why are you watching Sin City 2 again? again? Um, why didn't you call Daddy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, What's that, man? <laughs> nothing, nothing. We're watching uh, Bob. We're watching Paw Patrol. What is that? Uh, what is that? That Scalar Brothers line though about my 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 kids love. Cars so much, we watched that shitty Planes movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What about that shitty Cars 2? Or, sh- or that yeah, shitty Planes 2. Uh, search and Rescue. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Not Planes 2, it's Planes Search and Rescue. Thank you very much. No! <laughs> Alright, we're, we're... God, we just lost the track here. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, Scar is gay, so... Um, number 14. Number 14. Mike, so that's how, you, how buddy. It would be Scar. Yeah. Scar. Scar. Yeah. All right. Uh, 14. 14. Okay. Sorry, on my list, it's 15. <laughs> Read the damn timeline. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, number 14. Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. Strolling along down a... What's that word again? Street up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun, wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. What would I give if I could live out of these waters? Um, not my favorite. Little Mermaid song. It is. It is a good Little Mermaid song. It's. It's. It's the I Wish song. By the third song, the 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 guy that wrote it said, by the third song in the musical, you have to get to the I Wish song where the person explains what they want out of life. What their. This goal. is the formula. You follow the well, formula. Yeah. What's wrong with that though? Isn't this the first song in the movie? No. 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 There no, is. There's this. There's the song. Um, the, there's the, the, the sister, sister song. song. Then there's Under the Sea. Wait, wait, what sister's song? The, 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 know, the, the, her debut, it's our sister, Ari! Oh, that, that's not... Ari! <laughs> that was long enough. It didn't even make it onto the soundtrack. Actually, it did. Yeah, it did. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. Trust me, I have a daughter who loves The Little Mermaid. It's on the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> Little it doesn't Mermaid. count. I had the VHS. I had the audio cassette. It I had the counting the just the Broadway music yes, version. Don't get the DVD. Don't get the DVD. No. Why? Because there's an extra little uh, animated short, the Matchstick Girl. Oh goodness. That is also on the on the thing oh, that's on Netflix oh, right now. Oh, I love the original Little Mermaid. I knew that about that ages before the Disney version came out. I, I went and prepared. I'm like, we, oh, they're gonna make it happy. We 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 got the Little Mermaid DVD for Sophia, of course, and we watched the Little Mermaid, and then we say, hey, look, Little Matt, the match. Oh no! Girl. 
Nothing could go wrong in uh, in in, in, uh, in 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 Hans Christian Andersen Russia, now could it? Yes, oh, I'm thinking damn. it's Disney. It's animated by Disney. I, I kind of knew Hans Christian Andersen, but I thought they Disney fight a little. It's bit. on the shorts. It's on that shorts series. The same oh, one as Goofy. Yeah. And uh, Tangled Ever After, uh, Tangled Ever After, and Frozen Ever After, or whatever they are. And we watched it, and Diane was a wreck, and she was like, "How could they? How did Disney do this? <laughs> <laughs> how could they stay true to the author's original vision?" Oh, it was like, "How could they put this on No Mercy?" I'm like, "I don't know." She was in blood, like dripping out of her nose, or anything like that. That's when you just calm her down and let her watch. Um, what was that one with all the paper airplanes? Oh, paper. Yeah, paper, paper man. Paper, paper man. Paper man. Let God, watch that. Was that. Great. Huh? That was great. That was a really good one. All right. Uh, yeah. No, part of your world, the best part about that is when, um, and again, this is when I watch it under my breath, of course, because my daughter is only seven, um, when she sings that last swell of part of your world, and then she humps the rock. <laughs> and that's what I do, under my breath. Hump. <laughs> And for those of you listening at home, if you haven't already figured out what scene that was, you will. Oh, you will. It's one of the most iconic scenes in the entire movie. Yeah. Yep. That in the uh, in the priest with the boner. There is the priest with the that? boner. Yeah. <laughs> you got us there, Mike. Priest with the boner. Can't beat that. <laughs> oh, great. I'm glad I get to talk about this one then. Number 13 from the Jungle Book, The Bare Necessities. Look for the... Bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities are Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam. You know what? Honest trailer ju- brought to light a lot of stuff about the animated Jungle Book. I never really realized because I I've been blind. Jungle Book is my all-time favorite Disney animated movie. I've loved it since I was a child. This is one this was my favorite song growing up. And I love this song. But now I am aware now that I look, can look at it with a third eye that uh, this movie is nothing but a series of vignettes that are clumsily like sewn together <laughs> just to get to this song. <laughs> That's why I prefer the live-action one, because it actually links everything together with a story. Have you guys seen the live-action Jungle Book? Not yet. No. Ooh, see it. It is so flippin' good. Do you know how I know it's a good movie? Because Autumn wouldn't shut up about it when we left the theater. And when (laughs) a movie is that good, if she talks about a movie that much, it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, what a good movie. Yeah. It looks great. The acting is great. The special effects. I did. I thought that maybe they just filmed it in the jungle and just used CGI animals. Nope. Nope. They filmed it in a, in a <coughs> warehouse in the downtown LA. Nice. All shot in LA. Yep. It is fantastic. But yeah. this song. First of all, this song you can sing boozy. Phil Harris was a boozy singer. It, it yeah. actually sounds even better when you sing it boozy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I the Baron's will come to you. And. I don't know. I mean, this. I just have such a soft spot for this song. I was shocked that early voting on this, this song was nowhere to be found. Hmm. I don't know. It's so. on my list. I had it higher on my list, but... Yeah, so did I, but whatever. It wasn't on my list because it wasn't one of my personal favorites, but it was on my Joe's list of 
stuff that he liked. I never got Joe's what? list. I, I He yelled it at me, and that was about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> so that counts then, right? Yeah. All right. It was, it was one of his, so. It's, it's my favorite song from that movie. Yeah. He, he was telling me his favorite songs, and I'm like, yep, not one of mine. You, you feel he was welcome to reply to any of us with on Facebook. So, uh, Catherine, you want to take the next one? Okay. Uh, number 12 is Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins. Feed the birds, toppence a bag, toppence, toppence, toppence a bag. Feed the birds, that's what she cries, while overhead her birds fill the skies. Walt Disney's favorite song. Okay. This was, out of all the songs that Sherman Brothers ever did, this was his favorite. And I can't argue with can't argue with, I can't the, argue with the entire catalog. From the entire catalog, this is his well, favorite song. Well, to be song. fair, he, only, he was only alive through uh, Jungle Book. Yeah, but that's a still a pretty extensive catalog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're this talking is a, from 1942 to 1968. This is a beautiful song. It really is. This is the song that wins Julie Andrews an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the delivery on the song is great. Um, the parody on The Simpsons was even better. Buy me a beer, two bucks a glass. Come on, help me, I'm freezing my ass. <laughs> yeah, we get Audrey, too. Oh, God. You finally reminded me what this song is. I was like, of all the Mary Poppins songs, I was like, I can't remember this one. Then you did that, and I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw Mary Poppins in London on stage before it came to the States, and this song is kept pristine. I'm not surprised. It is. Yeah, it's it's a lovely song. It really is a yeah. nice song. It really shows up Julie Andrews' vocal range. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is interesting about the parks, because we do have a princess breakfast scheduled for Scarlett for her birthday, because we will be there on her birthday. And... Um, Mary Poppins is actually on the list for the princesses. I haven't been able to figure that out. Well, I have. She's practically perfect in every way. That's true, but is she practically royalty? Close well, enough. Did you read the we book? Don't know. We don't know. I did not know because I have a feeling that I would be like, nope, wrong, wrong. I don't care, Travis. You're wrong, wrong, wrong. We did watch the movie with Tom Hanks. In the world, in the world of magical nannies, where she comes from, she is the queen. She is yeah. the queen, yes. And yeah. then there's Nanny McPhee. Yeah. Who's the jester? <laughs> yeah. We did watch the movie with Emma Thompson and. Uh, yeah, and Nanny McPhee. Oh, oh, wait, no, you're talking about. Yeah, no, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that on her birthday. Very good movie. movie. Um, so, oh wait, actually, while while we're on the subject. What does everyone think about the uh, the the uh, recent news that just came out yesterday? Which is uh, making a sequel to Mary Poppins, starring Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. I can see the casting. Please, Andy, hit us. I know. I honestly, I can see. I mean, Ow! I can. I oh, can. Not <laughs> this is what you get. Um, <laughs> I can see it. I can. T- I mean, just Blunt? just looking at. Well, just looking at. Emily Blunt's, like, perpetually bored expression on her face. But can she sing? Does it really matter? This yeah, is because Julie Andrews sang. Julie Andrews sang, yes. 
But hell, but, even Dick Van Dyke sang. That's true, but Dick, <laughs> Dick, Dick Van Dyke was kind of a song and dance man to begin with. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's entirely possible that they'll let her sing regardless of whether or not she can sing. I mean, hell, um, you know, Disney put out Into the Woods, and we all know Helena Bonham Carter can't sing. Yeah. 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 That. So, actually, she wasn't even in that. Oh Jesus, she wasn't even in that movie. She was in uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, which right. wasn't a Disney movie, but she so still she couldn't, couldn't sing. sing. And um, Les Mis, which, again, can't sing. Meryl Streep was in Into the Woods. That's yeah. right. She can and sing. And she can sing because she can do all. Yeah, Meryl She Streep can do all the things. Meryl Streep is all powerful. I did, my, my issue may just be, why bother? I mean, there are certain movies that should be remained untouched. Like, I know Jim has brought up... They're not remaking it. They're making a sequel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but still, it, 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 there's some movies that don't need sequels. Right. Considering that, I think both those kids are dead, and uh, which well, just makes the no, recasting well, sad. Andrews is still alive. So she is, but she can no longer sing. No, but obviously, I mean, if she, and Dick Van Dyke is still alive. What he's saying yeah. is that those kids are still alive because, you know, the older characters, the older actors and performers were still alive. So unless those yeah. kids, like... Did a whole lot of spoonfuls of sugar. No, those kids are dead. I think at least one of those kids is already de- like li- like died like five years after Mary Poppins was filmed or something. You're looking this up, aren't you? I uh, yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> are. All right, all right, all right. So while Mike is um trying to prove going on the infallible beast uh, Wikipedia here, uh, it's never wrong. Joe, you want to? You're right our halfway point, Joe. Do you want to hit the uh, number eleven? Once upon a dream from Sleeping Beauty. on my list. Yeah, this was on my list too. Um, it is amazing how good of a job they did in a grand of Tchaikovsky mm-hmm. yeah. score into these Disney songs. Yeah. Mm. Did you guys ever see that piece of shit Maleficent? No. No. Uh, my wife saw it and she was kind of dumbfounded by it. <laughs> um... Lana Del Rey It made does. all the money. Huh? It made all the money. Actually, it didn't make all the money. I thought it did. It made decent money. It didn't make recoup your budget back internationally money, or barely recoup your money back internationally money. It's not making Jungle Book money. I don't think it made Cinderella money, quite honestly. Did Cinderella make money? I think so. After that, well, yeah, my... Mike is our resident on the uh, box office totals here. So, um, but Lana Del Rey did the version of Once Upon a Dream, and it was sad and creepy and sounded like Lord's version of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So, <laughs> well, uh, you're, 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 um, you're half right. I'm half right. Well, you said, well, you said one of the kids died five, half, the, five the, years uh, after. The boy who played Michael Banks, yeah, Matthew Garber. He died in 1977 of of uh, pancreatitis. Oh, at the age of 21. Yeah, that's a shit way to go. That is a shit way to go. Yeah, but the uh, the girl that played uh, Jane, she's still alive. Uh, she retired, um, but she's uh, still doing public appearances. Oh, okay. At at, at Poppins Con. I don't know. D23. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it because they had some interesting people there. Hey, you were awesome when you were four. 
Oh, well, oh, um, oh, damn it. Who was, uh, he, he was in, he's been in a bunch of, he was in Village of the Giants with Ron Howard. Oh. And, uh, he was in, um, Swiss, uh, Swiss Family Robinson, um, he was in, uh, uh, Shaggy, the Shaggy Dog. Dean Jones? No. I was going to say, that's the only first I can think of. Damn it. Now i got to look this one up. All right, Russell. look it up. Kurt Russell. No, he was only in the, um, the computer wore tennis shoes. <laughs> Real movie. What do I you want? This cat. This cat. Tommy Kirk. Tommy Kirk. He was at D23. Of course he was at I D23. I saw him. He looked decrepit. He was look, look more decrepit than Dick Van Dyke. Now that's the kind of guy who all of his characters in these Disney, these, these like early '60s Disney films were nothing but like a sweat shirt tucked into a into sweatpants and like, Mihail monochrome gray and Mihail Mihail shorts. shorts. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. God, we really deviated off. We can't talk about Sleeping the rails, Beauty. The rails. The rails now, are gone. Say what you will about the actual movie Sleeping Beauty. Cinematically, it's beautiful. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. It, it, actually, I remember, again, going back to Suncoast, the only animated film that we carried from Disney that was actually available in both a standard and widescreen VHS. Because it was shot in 235 aspect. It was a very different animation style, too. Yeah, that was, I was going to say was, that was another that was one. A, that was a new, anim, when Sleeping Beauty came out, that was a very new animation style for Disney. Yeah. Compared to what had come before. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I mean, the that, way they stylized it was very different. And yeah. it, it, to date, it still has the scariest villain ever put onto a Disney film. Oh, yeah. Oh, Maleficent is terrifying. Yeah. And the fact that she dies visibly on camera because she was stabbed in the fucking heart with a sword. But she yeah. was a dragon at the time, so it's okay. You weren't killing. You weren't killing a woman. You were killing a lizard. You can wreck right. on it with okay? a woman with a woman's voice. <laughs> But she was channeling all the powers of H.E. Double Hockey double hockey Stick. That's true. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You say hell? You can't get away with hell with this, can you? <laughs> yeah, when, when she did that, when I was like, when I watched it again later, I was like, you know, as a, I was young enough, I was like, wow, she said that in a Disney movie. <laughs> that is possible. I'm surprised, yeah, I'm surprised the MPAA didn't uh, freak. Up is down. Left is right. What is wrong? I think, I think because there was explosions, they couldn't quite make it out necessarily. So that was yeah, crazy. that's true. That's yeah, true. Let's hide, no, 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 no. let's hide it underneath all the... I honestly think, though, because I... Th I and maybe it's just me confusing this movie with Slit Cinderella. Because they both came out about the same time. They are virtually the same story. Give or yeah. take a few things. Uh, Magic and Witches and Dragons and whatnot. Um... This is an it, this is a superior movie to, to Cinderella. Yes. Yeah, I think you know some of the some of the parts of Cinderella are cute and and, and appealing, but you know the the three fairies. You know, sometimes when I'm baking, I sit there and I'm measuring out one tibisp. Because <laughs> they're sitting there, and they're like, yeah, "We're gonna make a cake from scratch." It's like, okay, three cups, 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 and it's like this takes three <laughs> yeah. random cups out of the cupboard, and she's putting in one tibisp and one tisp. <laughs> <laughs> You know what struck me about this movie, too? This movie is short. This movie is barely an hour long. I think it's like 71 minutes. The thing I like most about this movie is the fact that they actually turn make the prince a heroic figure. He has a fucking name. As, as opposed to like Snow White and Cinderella, where the prince really does nothing throughout the entire movie. 
Pretty much, except show up at the end. Thank yeah. God I saved you. Yeah. <laughs> I, kissed you. I, I kissed you. That means you have to marry me. Well, there's that great Sklar Brothers bit about, you think that Prince Charming and Snow White ever had like that awkward conversation when she's just like, hey, listen, we've been married a long time now. I had a, I had a question for you. When you, when you saw my dead body laying in that glass casket and you were just riding by, what was going through your head at the time? Is that that 25-year mark where you're like, okay. Unlike, unlike the original Sleeping Beauty stories, um, they actually put the prince in early enough that they had a, a, a connection before right. she was, you know, she wasn't in there, in the castle for 100 years, and this random prince decided he was going to bust in. Right, exactly. Like, hey, 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 nobody's watching. I can indulge myself in my, oh my god, she's alive! <laughs> I'm here to save you! <laughs> Yeah, let's try to unbutton that. Oh, wait, she's breathing. Oh, oh God, mind. no. Oh, <laughs> I meant to do that. Actually, it was the... I knew. After 100 years that the, the uh, thorns would go away, the guy just rides up and thorns are gone. Yep. <laughs> just right, just happened to see Just because he showed up. It does teach your kids a terrible lesson, though, that if a guy saves your life, he owns your ass. So, <laughs> you're obligated to marry him. All right. So, um... Mike, I think you're up next. Okay. Number 10. We're in the top 10 now. Yay. All right. Number 10. Uh, when You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio. When you wish upon a star, make no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. Yeah, Disney hasn't you know, looped this song like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, considering you hear it at the beginning of every single Star, uh, Disney every, movie. Yeah, well, it, 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 is the, it, is, it is the opening kind of theme song whenever they show, yeah. you know, the castle at the beginning of the movie. The, the Every Disney video, every Disney home video. Sunday Night Disney on TV. Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. Yep. I can never watch Pinocchio again, because that movie freaked the shit out of me, big time. There is nothing more terrifying than the five-minute piece of Paradise Island, where, first of all, you see that asshole Lampwick, yeah. like, yeah. metamorphosized in terror. Yeah. He is terror terrified that he's turning into a donkey. And after that horror show happens, then they cut to all the other children as donkeys, who are now being, like, tortured and stuff like that. And then you have, you know, Pinocchio diving into the water, being is, chased by God knows what, and then finally eaten by a whale. This is how, Pinocchio's probably the darkest Disney movie yeah, there is. How much torture can we put this friggin' puppet through before we finally turn him into a boy? What the fuck? Hey, is it, well, isn't it the real story? He actually kills Geppetto or something like that? Or? No, no. He, he, no he, he kills Jiminy Cricket at the very beginning. Oh, right. Yeah, he That's steps right. on him. And uh, he gets, like, fish eat him and turn him into, like, wooden bones. Yeah. And then he gets revived from that, I guess, or something. It's, know. yeah, the original, the less said about the original story of Pinocchio, the better. Yeah. But even even the, even the cartoon is pretty, it's a pretty dark cartoon. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. But this song, it's it's a good song. But, I mean. But with that said, I think, out of all the Disney movies, I think this is the, that is the best animated one, Pinocchio. Out of the classic series, yes. Uh, yes, up until Fantasia, 
Because Fantasia is... Fantasia came out before this one. No, it came out after. Yeah, this is the second Disney movie. After, that's after right, Snow that's White. right, yeah. This, but Fantasia came out right, right after that. Right after that, so I guess, I, guess, I guess your point is moot then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It is gorgeous. The backgrounds are gorgeous. The attention to detail is gorgeous. I really can't figure out where in, in, in just Europe. It's just like <laughs> white and black... Europe. Cobblestone streets everywhere. Cobblestone lederhosen. I you know, I Italian names, Geppetto. But that's true. Pinocchio. Any of the classic Disney. I gotta <coughs> say though, whenever I see the blue fairy, she just drives me because she looks so different than everyone else in the movie. Well, of course she is. She's an ethereal being who looks like yeah, uh, so she's got somebody's formerly like... hot mom who's still trying a little too hard. But it, it's just so jarring. I mean, she's trying... <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? Why the hell are you doing this in this movie? Aren't you supposed to be in a different movie? This entire movie... Weird. This entire movie is a sausage fest with the exception of like the, the two wooden puppets that uh, Stromboli <laughs> has happen to be girl puppets. <laughs> And I, you don't want to go there. Um, but yeah, no, she is the only female in the entire movie. Well, this is back in the 40s as well. So. That's true, exactly. So, um, All right, but, so we're allowed which, one female or one colored. Uh, <laughs> go with the woman. He loves grape soda. Um, but when you get when you wish upon a star, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all over the parks. It, it, yeah, God, I can't. This may be my breaking point song when we go. <laughs> See, I and that's like the thing too. I don't know if that's. I've, it's been so long since I've been that I just really hope that's not being piped into like no, the, no, no, the no, hallways of the hotel. Every Disney list that I that. I, when I was researching, every Disney list that I saw had this one as number one. Yeah. Either number one or number two. I wouldn't put it my number you one, number two. You but. can't avoid this song. That's the thing with this song. In terms of it, with Disney being the establishment that it is, you can't you can't avoid this song. No. No, it's everywhere. Yeah, you've been indoctrinated. You will know this song. It's yeah. not a bad song, though. I mean, oh, it's, it's not, not a bad, bad song. It's, it's, it's well it's sung. Just it's, it's just, after a while, it's like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, number nine. Now, here, here's one that we don't hear all the friggin' time. From Toy Story, You've Got a Friend in Me. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Oh, you know, Mandy Newman. Got a friend in me. As much as, I, as much as I love this movie, I hate this song. I This was not on my list because of the sheer overplayedness of this well, song. It's just, I don't think Randy Newman can sing. He was well, a songwriter. Like, it's... I, it's, I, it's it it set the template for all Randy Newman songs afterwards. It's yeah, like Family Guy, I think, put it precisely right. Red-headed lady, reaching for an apple, gonna take a bite. Nope, nope. She gonna breed on it first. Wipe it on her blouse. 
Randy Newman had been writing yep. the same type of song for 20 years, and then all of a sudden Disney's like, here's some money. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's another song on Toy Story that wouldn't have made my list anyway, but I think it's a better song from this movie is Strange Things. That Someone else did vote for that one. That just, It just has a little more energy to it. This song is just... It shows up. It showed up in all three movies. It shows up in all the shorts. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like Pixar's unofficial themes. Theme well, yeah. I, yeah. I think they probably... It's, it's right, there, it's there it's, wish, when you wish upon a the, star. It, right. It's, yeah, exactly what Catherine said. It, it, was, yeah. it was probably in Rainy Newman's contract that they always have to play this song, so they always have to give him royalties so he never has to work again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got to write at least one new song for every Pixar movie. Well, not for every Pixar movie, but for every Toy Story movie. He also did the Monsters, Inc. movies. And he also yeah. did uh, Bugs Life. That That's was a true. terrible song. Oh, that God, that's a bug, 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 awful bug. song. Oh, yeah. For an otherwise very good movie. Yeah. Very underrated. We had this conversation, yeah. though. Yeah. Yep. All right. Catherine. All right. Number eight, it's Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. Gloomy or complaining, while the flatware is entertaining. We tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow candlesticks. Put it all in perfect taste that you can bear. Come on and lift your glass, you want your own free pass to be our guest. If you're stressed, it's fine dining we suggest. Be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Ooh. Yeah. I love this song. This song's I, fun. You know what? I rank it a lot up there like Cinderella. It's got that kind of catchy tune. Yeah. Be our guest. Be our guest. Again, this is your act two. And I don't know. I've never actually seen the Broadway musical version of this. I don't know if this is your act two opener. They they have like yeah. a stage version of Beauty and the Beast at uh, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. But it's not the it's not the Broadway no, it's musical. Like 20 no, minutes. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's like yeah. the Finding Nemo musical. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, yeah. here's a half hour it's like what you, of it's like people fishing on ice. It's still done well, and it, it's a fun... I, mean, I, like I love this song. I really oh, like it. This, this is, a, this is, is one of the best songs in the entire movie. It's, yep. it's, up, it's upbeat. It was, in the, it, was, it was nominated for an Oscar. It was nominated, did not but, win. Yeah, but they, they did... Perf- I remember watching them perform it on stage during the, uh, the awards show. And yeah. I mean, it's just great because, I mean, Jerry Orbach had such a great voice. Yeah. And he was just a great character voice. Yeah. And Angela Lansbury is... Angela Lansbury is the closest thing to my grandmother who isn't my grandmother. Yeah. I mean, you look at my grandmother and you look at Angela Lansbury and they're roughly the same age. And you're like, my God. <laughs> I am so looking forward to hearing Ewan McGregor and uh, Emma Thompson sing this. I, I am too. Um... Yeah, you, I yeah, I don't see. Ewan McGregor doesn't strike me. Ewan McGregor has is is pitchy. We saw him in Guys and Dolls in London. Oh, that's right. He was also but in uh, Moulin Rouge too. He sang in Moulin Rouge. Well, he's pitchy in that too. But that movie's uh, an affront to music. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, hush you. What you like Moulin Rouge? I like the songs. Our friend B Mix will uh, also disagree with that too because the, um, come up May was him and his wife's wedding song. <laughs> yeah, that was funny too because I didn't know that. And we're sitting at the reception waiting to go in, and we were talking about Moulin Rouge, and, and Jim's wife Becca was like, "I've never seen it." I'm like, "It is an affront to music." <laughs> and then we get in there, and it's like, "Okay, the bride and groom are gonna have their first dance." I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rebecca, remember when I told you that Moulin Rouge is an affront to music? Well, B Mix picked the song. 
I wonder if Ewan McGregor's going to sing it with a French accent. He better. It's Gaston. Uh, no, Gaston. It's Lumiere. 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 Okay, that's, that's just going to be funny. Even if it's bad, it's going to be funny. With Sir Ian McKellen as Cogsworth. <laughs> that's awesome. God, that, seriously, the, the casting of that movie sounds like it was done on a dare. What's <laughs> <laughs> the best cast you can get for this? What's the best cast you can do? I dare you to do it. And then the producer's like, oh, favors, 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 favors. This is going to be like movie 43. They're accepted. You guys are familiar with the movie movie 43, yes, right? Yeah. Now, you know that the, the only reason why that movie existed was because the producer called in favors from every Everyone. human being in that movie. Yeah. That's what it sounds like Beauty and the Beast has become. It's like, oh, hey, you remember when I uh, stood in front of that parking spot for you a couple of years ago? <laughs> I need a favor. <laughs> you shoot with a French accent. You can now. <laughs> oh, God. It is... Yeah, it, I mean, it's a it's a great song. I love this song. Yeah. I don't know what the gray stuff is, but I'm sure it's delicious. It is very delicious. Yeah, now that's on the menu at the Beauty and the Beast yes, restaurant. Yes, the, the, the Master's Cupcake, and it's topped with a gray frosting, and it is delicious. Okay. We decided uh, to go to Cinderella's table instead. I'll have to make a note of it. Yes. Eventually you will go. And by the way, I'm making this as a public declaration to all of you guys, and Jim is included in this too if he was, if he was here, that if I ever make consequence-free money on the lottery, like... All the money with no consequences whatsoever. I'm springing for a week for all of us to go to Disney. <laughs> yeah. Family, spouses, and significant others included. Yes. I, I have my glass from when I went to Cinderella's table. No, oh, you do? Yep. Cool. Cool. I'm looking forward to That is Scarlet's. We're doing the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique <laughs> and then going there. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is basically they do your hair up and they put a lot of glitter in it. Yeah. 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 It's gonna that be... glitter sticks around for the entire day. Oh, they were saying that the hair... Expect the hairdo to stay for at least three days. Yeah, the hairdo, because yeah. the amount of spray they put oh, they in put, there, they it's like... whack it like crazy. Yep. Yep. Catherine. Actually, did you just do Be Our Guest? Yes, it is. You did. Okay, Joe, it's you. All right. At number seven, Under the Sea. Under the Sea. Bit. My favorite song from the Little Mermaid. I think it's everyone's favorite song I think it's, from Little yeah. Mermaid. Since life is sweet here, we've got to be here naturally. Even the sturgeon and the rain, did it the earth start to play? We got the spirit, you got to hear it under the sea. Play the flute, the top, play the hop, the place, play the bass, and the sound, the chop, the bass, play the brass, the chop, play the tub, the flute is the duke of soul, the way he can play the leaves on. Oh, yeah, it's the most rousing song in the entire yeah. movie. It's so rousing. It's the most iconic song in the entire movie. It's also, uh, yeah. this is also known as the song you never want to hear in a Disney Cruise Line. No, never. No, no, no. no. Jim actually just uh, did a Disney Cruise with his family. <laughs> and I actually asked him, I was like, um, you know, how, did you just hear, what, what is the breaking point for a man to have to live, um, to live through, un, you know, under the sea? And he's like, they actually played Lion King more than anything else. I mean, don't make any mistake. It was represented. <laughs> <laughs> to which I had to respond, and I quote, In retrospect, maybe being on a 30-ton uh, metal behemoth that defies the laws of God and man by floating atop the ocean and listening to songs about the wonders of living under the sea aren't a good mix. <laughs> actually, just, just, just today, um, 
Yeah, I was in. I was in. You know, we were at work, and I was playing my my Disney songs, and I played under the sea. I was like, "Darling, it's bent down where it's wetter." Wait, that's a really dirty that's song. <laughs> <laughs> crab savage. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, do you have crabs? Oh God! It's such a, it's such a rousing number that they re- realize that the people they're singing for just left. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't get that till the end of the song. They're having so much fun. Yeah. Uh, again, one of those songs that got, like, passing racism thrown into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was one. There, no, there was they, they, one. They didn't really start paying attention until the first song of Aladdin set off a lot of bells. Yeah. No, there was actually, like, a fish in blackface in <laughs> yeah, so Under the was. Sea. Yeah, so was it, right? Yep. Man, there was uh, the animators got away with a lot in that movie. Not to mention the VHS cover artist. Yep. Yes. Oh, you know what? Fuck oh, he, was job. he was pissed. He was pissed. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll never make it through. How the fuck did I make it through? <laughs> Guys, you do understand we were a top movie this year, right? Why did you Why did you sign off on my work? <laughs> <laughs> you mean while the universe was like. Well, now making the Priest with the Boner doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> and the guy who did the anime the Priest with the Boner is like, Whew! I dodged a bullet. <laughs> oh, God. I, I could be bad. I could be the guy who made the castle with a bunch of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the animators down the hall doing Lion King are like, oh, God, maybe we should think about not doing the sex thing. SSSFX now. Sure it does. Of course it does. It says SFX. <laughs> the VHS cover with a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> with a thong. Oh my god. Really, we, we it's, this is where it's come down to with The Little Mermaid. Let's talk about all the animation that got through. <laughs> <laughs> so, Under the Sea, yeah? Under the Sea, yep. Uh, this is a fun song. It is a fun it's song. It's a very it's, fun song. Now... What? What show set? Would you have anything to say about Under the Sea? Other than it has fish in it and you love fish? No, she's just under the table. <laughs> under the table. <laughs> God, this is crap. Where are the scraps? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Mike. Mike, number six, buddy. All right. Um, Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Both a little scared. Neither one prepared Beauty and the Beast Ever just the same Ever a surprise Ever as before Ever just as sure As the sun will rise or as most people wrote down, Tale is Old This Time. I can see that, but... Not the correct title. Did this one... Did this, this was one? the one that won the Oscar. Yeah. yeah. It was the posthumous uh, Howard Ashman Oscar. Which I'm not surprised Yeah. About. This is a wonderful song. This is a beautiful song. And Angel and Lansbury actually nails it. Yeah. Again, the in-movie version of this song is a thousand times more preferable than the end-credit James Ingram song. I don't mind the Celine Dion, P. Will Bryson Oh, is it P. Will Bryson? I can't uh, confuse them because they're all the no, same. No, I prefer the Angela Lansbury. No, no, yeah. I prefer it too, but I don't mind the Celine Dion, P. Will Bryson version. It, it's, it's not like, you know, like... It's not offensive. Oh, like in the Lion King songs, I can... I can... I enjoy the Elton John versions as much as I enjoy the in-movie yeah. versions. 
In this case, no. It's the in-movie version all the way. I don't want to... Yeah. Just, I point the jury to why the 90s, the early 90s suck for music. So, <laughs> um, yeah, this is a gorgeous song. Again, it's just that th this ties everything together before they get to the Home Alone ending in this movie. <laughs> I'm being deathly serious about that. Do you remember the ad campaign for this movie? Uh, no, I was, in, I was in college when it came out. All right, yeah. well, I was in college too. And what I caught... Didn't have TVs. What I caught from this was that there came a point where they didn't feel like they were getting any traction with this movie in terms of just just getting it recognized before it came out. So they actually put through these these commercials, these TV spots, that essentially made the end of the movie look like Home Alone. And all they did was show like all the, you know, like the... Um, the chest of drawers, like, consuming that person, like that right. thing in Beastmaster. And, uh... <laughs> you're welcome. Um, Gee, I was wondering how long we go before we had a Beastmaster. <laughs> 127 episodes, actually. So, uh... <laughs> no, no, that Beastmaster was mentioned back in the first few episodes. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, you can't have gone that long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, and that, and, like, you know, the cutlery just sodomizing some of the townsfolk, you know, it's just, <laughs> that's what was going on in this movie. Uh, but that was the entire ad campaign up until its release. They're like, you know, the movie's actually kind of good, and I think we'll stand on its own. This, actually, I do love the ending of that movie. It, it's a beautiful ending. It is. You know what the interesting thing about Beauty and the Beast is, though, when you go back and you watch it, like, we have it on Blu-ray, how pedestrian the animation is now. Yeah. yeah. Like, you actually look at it, and you can kind of see differences in the color cells. You can see different animators worked on different characters, and it's very it's a very stark it no fusion. It hasn't aged well. It hasn't aged well. No, the fusion of the animation did not gel the same way like Aladdin does. This is also just like the second movie on their Renaissance, so we're still, they were still like kind of Working out what yeah, but work you know, but it worked better. But, but you, Little Mermaid you, worked a little better. Compared, yeah, mm -hmm. middle, Little Mermaid worked a lot better compared to Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. Still, good movie, good yeah. song. All right. Okay, now Beethoven's fifth of this list here at number five. Um, they da 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 of this list uh, from Frozen. Let it go. <laughs> song yeah you know what a lot of people yes. have a bad have bad thoughts of this song because it's, it's been overplayed to death this oh yeah if, if you have young children or work in retail you hate this song this song is your stairway to heaven thing is though, it really is it is a very good song i really i really as somebody that was not overexposed to it and it was eventually i had to like go find it on the internet i was like okay why is everybody bitching about this song yeah and i was like I really like this. I can see why it was getting overplayed and driving people mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but I, I love that song. It is a really, really good song. This is one of those those songs where the in-movie version is a lot better than the incredible version. I mean, you got Idina Menzel. You can't go better than There Idina is Menzel. something about Idina Menzel's voice, especially when it comes to the song. And I feel, I'm very happy for her because she could have gone her entire life having the song 
being defying gravity. Yeah. <laughs> now she has two the songs, and there's something about the way she sings that really like. I get an emotional swell when I listen to it. Yeah. Even I've heard this song a thousand times. Um, at but last, she, she nails the emotional. She yeah. does. She yeah. does. When we um, last year at the daddy daughter dance, they played this, and all the little girls in the crowd treated this like the Beatles coming to the <laughs> playing Ed Sullivan for the first time in '64. Yeah. This just this over this wave of screams. Yeah. yeah. Um. This is a phenomenal song, though. I cannot. This song deserved its its best song, Oscar. Yeah. Um. Do you know the guy who wrote this song also wrote the music for Avenue Q? I didn't know that. Which is very different. Yeah. Really. He is an egot. He is one of the few egots. Emmy Tony. uh, Emmy Emmy Oscar Oscar Tony. Egon. Egot. Uh The Tony. Um, Come about the Twinkie. They, they did a, they did a, the New England Aquarium did a spoof on this, touring around the back scenes of uh, yeah. of the New England Aquarium, going H two O, H two O. I think everyone's done a parody version of this in some form. Or yeah, other. but we're gonna sell it at the New England Aquarium. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. You really I mean, can't see really a lot. No, the song really speaks for itself. Just right. It's one. You know, I can understand. You you can dislike it's the fact that it is overplayed. And for Disney, this is this kind of song is a godsend for them. Oh, they haven't had a song this infectious in decades. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, what was the last song you heard played that much? Probably Be Our Guest. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Be Our Guest. No, no, whole New World. No, maybe, no Let no. It Go was on a whole other level. It was yeah, no, on no, no, absolutely. I'm just talking about something <clears throat> Might be in the same ballpark. Yeah, I think yeah. the first time I heard "Let It Go," I was stop shopping at Cappy's in Sudbury. Yeah, yeah. at Cappy's. Yeah, it was playing on the radio. I got I got to go back to Peter Hollins on YouTube. Yeah, if you have a chance, listen to his version of it. He he does it again all acapella, and he adds like a, an entire new verse at the end that's really really good. Yeah. Um. No, it's you really can't say a whole lot about this other than. Great song, yeah. good job. All right, Catherine, we're in the top. Oh God, top four. One, two, three. Oh, we can do this. Okay. All right. Uh, it's the Circle of Life from The Lion King. But the sun rolling high, the sapphire sky keeps great and small on the endless round. It's the Circle of Life. Great, okay. great, great opening number. Yeah. This yeah. is a great opening it, number. It, it instantly tells you, this is what this movie's about. This is the setting. This is the tone. Go with it. And there's nothing quite like watching all the prey have to bow down to the predators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we going on Zootopia. Bow down before night. your master. No, we're not going Zootopia. <laughs> this is... It, it, seriously, it's, it's a great opening number. Do you guys ever see the Broadway musical? No. No, and uh, I don't think we bothered to go see it at the park. We were just like, okay, yeah, no. Yeah. It's uh, not nearly as good as the movie. I, I, I saw the version that they do it uh, at Animal Kingdom. Not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is one of those songs where, in my, at least in my mind, 
The Elton John version is almost just as good as the end movie version. Almost. Um, and part of that was the fact that you didn't need to change any of the lyrics. <clears throat> the, um, what, what do you have? The Peter Griffin version of this. Oh. Nah, so when ya gonna buy my pizza, brah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna come back to Family Guy now for you, doesn't it? Hey, there's nothing wrong with Family Guy. No, there is. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't open a movie with a better song. No. No. This really, I mean, going back, especially during the Renaissance period... It is probably the best song that they could have opened a movie with. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they they pretty much sold the movie on that opening sequence. I remember that. That was the trailer. That was the trailer. That was the trailer. They really yeah. didn't feel like they needed to tell you a whole lot more. They were like, boom. Someone's going to figure out this is Hamlet. Uh, just, just play the opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause I remember that. Because the first time I saw it was in front of the Aladdin VHS. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's... Coming to the theaters next summer. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, wait a year and a half. No. Yeah, I mean, it was it was more to it than the first Jurassic Park trail teaser I saw. Oh jeez. Yeah. Well, that was just like the 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 shakings of the water, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that, and the logo, and the just the the bit of music, and that was. It was like a minute. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum in. Gold blooming. <laughs> hey man, if you can get paid for it, what the hell? Why yeah, not? seriously. You want to feel embarrassed for him, but you know he's paying a paycheck, so you can't be that embarrassed for him. Although the the one with like light bulbs, he's like, "Do you think lighting doesn't matter? How about this? They turn out the lights, and suddenly it was like, oh my god! <laughs> he needs good lighting. Yes. Going, going back to Kimmy Schmidt, he is awesome in that. He can explain himself, but <laughs> there are. So, by the way, there were so many Disney references in this season of Kimmy Schmidt. You need to watch it first of all because it's a brilliant show. There was this line, and we can't actually bring up, uh, we didn't get a chance to bring it up because there are no songs anyone want to talk about in Robin Hood. Um, Who does Ali? Love that song. She's like, I knew he was a fox, but yeah. watching the movie, it made my, it gave my crotch a headache. <laughs> <laughs> what? Exactly. Know, the opening song is the one that got sped up for the hamster dance page. And then they the got sued, yeah. And then it was... <laughs> Then, then the hamster dance is very hard to find. But I remember I'll that. Little Johnny <coughs> running through the forest. <laughs> One of my least favorite Disney movies. Oh, I love that movie. You don't like Robin Hood? And, you know, part of, it, well, a part, part of it is just the fact that it's like, I don't quite get why things are so... Um, I didn't realize how much animation they, re they recycled from Jungle Book. Oh, for that yeah. movie. Half well, the movie is recycled animation. Well, half the movie is also Phil Harris. <clears throat> That's true. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, All right. They used the same model for uh, Baloo, you know, for Little John as they did for Baloo. They did. So. All right. Joe. Number uh, three. Yeah. A Friend Like Me from Aladdin. Let me take your Odell. Jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> Life is your restaurant and I'm your manager. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yes, sir. We pride ourselves on service. You're the boss, the king, the shot. Say what you wish. It's yours. True dish about a little more boggle of all. As I'm a column 
This is an awesome song. Yeah, yeah. this is really... This is, is, this, so good. this so is absolutely... Every single inch of this song is Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. He, owned, he owned this he, song. Not, yeah, he owned this song. I mean, what was weird was watching... I figured that they would have him sing it at the Oscars, and they didn't. Nell Carter sang this song at the Oscars. Don't ask me why. Um, This is... The most fun song in a very, very fun movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anybody who doesn't... It, I mean, for me, personally, I top three. Top three yeah. Disney anim, non-star yeah. Disney animated movies. Oh, de- yeah, definitely. Um, I've... Out in, uh, out in Disneyland in California Adventure, for the longest time... I don't know if it's still running, but they had a live stage... Like a 45-minute stage musical of Aladdin. Yeah. And... They did the hell out of this song. I mean, I mean, it was like a, you know an actor doing the role of the genie. Yeah. But he he just as opposed to a hologram. They had fo- so much fun with this right. song. All right. So th- there's talk that they're gonna make this and Aladdin into a live action adaptation. <sighs> oh. How are they gonna? How can they do the the genie? You you can't do a Robin Williams like. Spin off, yeah. Because yeah, like, something different. I think I, think I ended up getting stuck is, watching Aladdin two on VHS, and they didn't get Robin Williams. They get Dan Castle and Nana. And you're like, no, no. So, but the but the thing no. is, in people's mind, anytime you hear Aladdin, that's the first thing you go to. Is Robin Williams as the genie, right? So how can you bring it? That's going to be the hardest part to emulate, and they could. What they might try to do is the hacky way to do things and bring Jim Carrey in to do it because oh, you know that oh, always worked. Right. No, Ladies and I, gentlemen of the jury, I directed to the Grinch. <laughs> I think you really have to go a different, completely different route because yeah. there's there's no way it. there's the no way you can come closer. The, yeah, I know, I know, but the problem is you can have so many people with expectations of what they're going to. Um, unless Disney markets markets it right, you're going to have so many people going in with expectations that they're going to see a live action adaptation of the of the of the animated yeah. feature with Robert a Robert Williams type gene. Right. I had also heard rumors Amy that they were. Could work. Could work. <laughs> I mean, Everybody actually had to think about that one. Take, well, you're taking it in a different If you want to take it in a different, different direction, direction, have a female genie and yeah. have Amy Schumer do it. Well, well, she's not Mo- nearly as, as manic as a Robin Williams. Why not have Melissa McCarthy, huh? No, no, because... No, no. um, well, if you, want manic, if you want manic, you go Sarah Silverman. Yeah. There you go. Well, she's already in the Disney wheelhouse. Hmm? She's already, she is in the Disney wheelhouse. She did Penelope Von Oh, that's right. Yeah. One of my one of the movies, yeah. God, I love that movie. But the end song of that one almost made my list. Did it? Because it would never have made my list. I love that song. No, I really? Don't. It's it's upbeat and catchy when I'm listening to it. I couldn't remember it. I wasn't going to be able like to go back. Watch. Yeah. Because I like J-pop, so, some J-pop songs, so yeah. I thought it was kind of, kind It's of a fun one, yeah. All right. Mike. Yeah. You got number two. All right. Um... From Tarzan, you'll be in my heart. I gotta say, I wasn't a big fan of the song when it first came out, 
but it grew on me. It, it's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. I had no idea it was until it came up on the playlist. I was like, oh, um, yeah, I know that song. I didn't yeah. realize it was yeah. from a Disney movie. <laughs> I never saw Tarzan. Yeah. It's, um, I remember this was a song my sister danced with my dad with at her wedding. So it's a, you know, it's, it's got that cute little thing to it. And I, when I watched it, it was Scarlet. Now, Scarlet will probably never watch this movie again because the end just depressed the shit out of her. <coughs> she was fine until the credits started rolling and she's like, so the daddy gorilla died? Yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> And then Autumn's just staring at me like, you know, I knew this was going to be a too intense four. And I'm just like, okay, I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Welcome to the club. Oh, jeez. But listening, sitting with her, and the way she watches movies, she really just cuddles in. Yeah. It's great. It's daddy-daughter movie time. And watching that movie with her, listening to that song, I was getting teary-eyed because I had the little one in my, you know, who's always going to be in my heart. Watching this movie, I'm like, this is really a sweet song. I never liked this song before. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah, it, it's, it's a it's a wonderful song actually. It's probably my favorite from that movie. Yeah, I would have to say too. I I you know it's one of those things though that I still have that bias that um, Blame Canada should have won the Oscar that year. <laughs> <laughs> Blame Canada should have but didn't. Should have and then we need to move on. Yeah. Obviously, let it that, go, Andy. Yeah, let it. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need three three Olaf dolls, Mackenzie? <laughs> let let it go, go. Hashtag let let it go, go. <laughs> All right. So, um, um Catherine, what do you think of "You'll Be in My Heart"? Um, I like it. Like I said, I had no idea. It was you know, it's one of those songs I heard and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, it's a song. Yeah, not bad. Uh. All right, before I, we, we get to the number one here... Um, Which is absolutely my number one as well. Yeah. I love this. I think it was, on, oh, it was on my list, too. Yeah. Um, before we, we do that, uh, ApeCod, uh, Steve, at ApeCod at Twitter, uh, actually had a few uh, recaps of some of the songs we talked about, and some that didn't make the list, amazingly. Uh, we'll start with uh, one that didn't make the list. Someday My Prince Will Come, from Snow White. <laughs> Let me just put it this way. I watched, the first time, I, I hadn't seen Snow White until I was, until I was 23 years old. And I'm watching that movie, and I'm like, she is a fucking idiot. <laughs> so my opinion hasn't changed. Yeah, I don't she's think I've ever... She's actually, not a very sympathetic figure. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen Snow White and some doors all the way through before. It's impossible. It's like 45 minutes long. How could you know? I don't... I, yeah, I can't... We bought it on Blu-ray. Just kind of that completest thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Steve writes, Someday my prince will come. Forget about your dreams, just be quiet and look pretty so you can marry a rich guy. Yeah, I was waiting for his comments. Yep. Yeah. Another one that didn't make the, wish, uh, the list. I just can't wait to be king. A child of privilege anthem. Totally bragging about what a douche he plans to be. You know, uh, whenever I hear his commentary, I'm always reminded, you know what? You're not quite as cynical as you could be. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know what? You are a ray of sunshine compared to him. You're pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Beauty and the Beast, tale as old as time. Every oversized, poorly groomed, emotionally unstable shut-in deserves a hot chick. That's not the title, Steven. 
Jesus we know. Christ, what woman crushed his heart to make him... Oh, I, I've known Steve for a long time. Several. <laughs> and, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Live out loud, girlfriend. Live out loud. Oh, God. <laughs> and then finally, to tie us into our number one song on this list... A whole new world. The best relationships are when both partners want the life the other one is running away from. From the movie Aladdin. This is a great song. I love Pure this Pure and song. simple, a great song. This this one actually made the Billboard Top 100. I think it did. And maybe it was that shitty Peebo Bryson, and uh, I'm just going to go with Peebo Bryson no matter what. I just really don't. <laughs> you just don't care. I don't even. I, can I be bothered to look it up? Maybe. No, looking it up. So you have your Suncoast stories. Yeah. The summer this came out. Yeah. Was in my dad's office where they piped the radio in to their offices. I heard this song three times a day for three months. Huh. Oh my not, god. Not even just a week. Three, three months. Months. It and Walking on Broken Glass and Pink Cadillac played three times a day. Oh, what version of Pink Cadillac? Uh, the one that came out at the same time, Macy Gray. Oh. Yeah. So that was a, that was the oh, summer from oh. hell. So no. Yeah. This, this song is... I understand. I'm sure it's a good song and stuff, but... Three day, three times a day, every day, Monday through Friday, for the entire summer. Oh. That's, uh, yeah, I would probably swallow a bullet at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and my dad said, like, after, like, I worked out that summer at my dad's office, and then, you know, that was, like, 93? And my dad's like, we stopped popping in the radio, and everybody was so happy, and I'm like, yeah! Actually, the last week I was there, I actually was working off in a separate room, and they had no radio, and it was so blessed. <laughs> I'm like, no whole new world, no pink Cadillac, no walking on broken glass. Oh, thank heaven. Oh, dear. And you're right, it was Peebo Bryson. It was? Oh, wow. Okay. wow. Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. Wow. Oh, so Peebo Bryson, then, because... It, it actually peaked at number one on the Billboard Top Hot 100 chart. On March 6, 1993, replacing Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, which had already spent a record 14 weeks on the top of the chart. Again, I direct the jury to the fact that music in the early 90s sucked horribly. Well, top 40 anyway. Yeah, pop, yeah, pop music was terrible in the early 90s. Yes, I Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Don't, don't you dare, Joe. Don't you dare. <laughs> in the name of rock and roll, don't you dare. I was too busy listening to 80s music in the 90s. So. Exactly. I was just... Well, too... you know what? No. Stone... I, I love the Stone Temple Pilots. Right. Yeah, well, that's... Not, that's not top 40, though. That's not top 40. That that's was... God, they finally get me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love this song. I really SCP, love this song. Alice in Chains. I'm sorry, yeah. but I do. Yeah, this is a, a whole new world now. Yeah, this, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Scott Weiland does a whole new world. Oh, God. The needle is in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it... This is a this is the very definition of the Banner Disney song. 
Yeah. This is your Beauty and the Beast. This is your um, part of your world. This is Alan Menken and uh, This Rice, is Tim right? Rice, yeah. Which I, is... I, yeah, I think Tim Ray, Alan Menken wrote some parts of this for... Howard for, Ashman. For, right, uh, before he died, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the, the musical score of, of Aladdin was essentially split. Megan did the full score and wrote songs with both Ashman and Tim Rice, and Tim Rice filled in after um, Ashman died. Hmm. But it's interesting because Ashman, I think, wrote um, Friend Like Me. Looking it up. I yeah. Welcome Wikipedia. I just, I, but Tim Rice wrote A Whole New World. Yeah, Tim Rice wrote this one, yeah. But, you know, it's, it, it doesn't matter. They're all Alan Menken songs. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the lyrics are. They all sound just like Alan Menken songs. See, Gallivant. Uh, yeah, I, which I haven't seen, Gallivant. I just... But, I mean, amazing. He, he basically just took, like, the music... He just imagined what the, mo- what the most perfect romantic song could be, and then he wrote it, and it became the most perfect romantic song. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't play this at my wedding or anything like no, that. I sure as hell would. Okay, well then, we have a... We got the song picked out, now we just gotta find the lady. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, what can you really say about this? I mean, half these songs are just like, eh, what can you say about these good songs? Yeah, I mean, it's... <coughs> I mean, this is the very definition of a, a Disney song. A Disney song, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guarantee at one of the fireworks shows that we see, this will be playing. Mike? Um, it makes a brief appearance in one of them, yeah. A brief appearance. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, hey, Brad Keane and Leah Salonga yeah. did a great job. I mean, they, they had perfect harmony for it. Yeah. I really like this song. We know. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Guys, you got any other input on this before we uh, move on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I think we covered, pretty much covered it all. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, good list, guys. Thank And thanks to everyone who voted. That yes. was... Uh, Really nice to get some variation in this. Um, this really could have honestly been the the five moves of doom in terms of Disney songs. So it's nice to have some variation on here. Um, so next episode. Okay, I'm going to have to interrupt Andy for a moment here. On some rare occasions, we here at Geek Salad do change our minds. This has happened. Originally, as recorded, our next show topic was supposed to be a revisit of Indiana Jones, which Andy and I had originally covered in episode 43, No Time for Love, Dr. Jones. Well, while I was editing the show, Andy sent out over a text suggesting that perhaps, in honor of his return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Captain America Civil War, our next show should actually be a retrospecticus on your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. We all got together and thought this was actually a pretty good idea, so... While we will be revisiting Indiana Jones sometime soon, don't worry, the next episode will actually be all about one of the most popular superheroes Marvel has in their roster. From his origins, to his movies, to the highs and lows of his rogues gallery, we'll tackle the wall-crawling webhead, Spider-Man. Now back to Andy as he does his usual closing spiel. So if you want to get in on this sweet, sweet action, you can email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com or send your feedback our way at, at our Twitter uh, handle, which is at Geek Salad Radio. You can like our uh, Facebook page, uh, Geek Salad Podcast. 
and follow us at our website, geeksalad.podbean.com or geek-salad.com. Or if you really want to, if this whole last episode got you really tuned in on Disney, we got plenty of Disney shows to talk oh, about, yeah. um, including our, our last one, our Pixar show. Yeah. And uh, we have our Bimity Bobbity Balls Dark Side of Disney episode. I still love that great episode. episode. That's one of my all-time favorite. Holy shit, that episode is brilliant. Shmee, you've been crying. Okay, the better part was when I had the uh, little golden book oh, yeah. of uh, Song of the South written phonetically. And then we were just playing, Dick, we were playing Dixie behind it while Jim read it. <laughs> I still find it hard to get over um, Adam's line. Oh, Smee, if one of you were deaf mute. <laughs> so if you want to check that out again, geeksalad.podbean.com. You can also check out the archive at the iTunes store, uh, the Podbean website, and uh, download us at Stitcher because we have that app available and it's available cross-platform. On um, well now it's back on BlackBerry because BlackBerry is now an Android yeah. thing. Your Android or your iPhone. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. I'm sorry, me? What's your dream? No, no, no. Sorry, boys. I don't sing. I have dreams like you. No, really. Just much less touchy-feely. They mainly happen somewhere warm and sunny. On an island that I own, tanned and rested and alone. Surrounded by enormous piles of money.